I'm Fatu. And I'm Maz. And this is Dinner Dinner Party Party History. Before we start today's episode, we're going to do a little bit of a trigger warning. Um, We're going to be talking a lot about diets, weight loss, and all kinds of body stuff. So if that kind of topic makes you uncomfortable, I'd maybe skip this episode because we're going to get really into that. And I don't want to trigger anybody. So if you're cool, let's roll. Yes. And today's episode was inspired by all of the red carpet people we've been seeing with Oscar season, Golden Globes. There's been a bit of a trend. Ozempic. Ozempic. Everybody's on Ozempic. Or at least, you know, there's still a lot of denial. Denial is a river in Egypt. You're on Ozempic. Do you know anybody on Ozempic? I know one person on Ozempic. But they didn't like it. They quit it really fast. I didn't know that you had to inject it in your stomach either. Um, And when I heard that, I thought that was a bit wild because you can just inject yourself at home. But I guess people do that with insulin. Right. So, and that's what it's targeted for initially. My mom, pre-diabetic, she was put on Ozempic and she got snatched. She lost the weight. So it works for her. And it's crazy. I was just talking to you about this last week, but... With people, like, getting all up in arms on the internet, like, guys, like, stop taking all the Ozempic for your vanity. There's people with diabetes who need it. And I talked to my mom about that, and she's like, I mean, yeah, but need it for weight loss. Like, I don't need it for insulin. It's not, like, as important as insulin. Like, I'm using it to lose weight. Mm-hmm. Everybody else is using it to lose weight. Like, it just matters more when you're diabetic because the more weight you have, the more it's not good for you. And your blood sugar is high and all that stuff. So I'm like... I'm still not going to get on Ozempic, but I'm just like, different perspective. But still, it's just like, do most regular women need to be just sticking a needle in their stomach every however so often? Especially because we don't know the long-term effects. I mean, I'm no doctor, but... We're no doctors. And apparently there's supposed to be a shortage in 2024 because she's been so popular. But this all brings us to, well, what other crazy things have people done in the past to diet. Because Ozempic's just the tip of the iceberg. If anything, she's the most, she's one of the more chill ones that we've seen. Comparatively, yeah. When it comes to Western culture, I think you really see people starting to diet to fit the beauty standard of being skinny in the Victorian age. This is, I mean, the 19th people, century. Right. People were already doing a lot of diets beforehand, but this is I want to be skinny because I think that's pretty. And for the Victorians, this was mostly because it was rooted in religious reasons. There was this idea that gluttony is the enemy of the soul. And in the medieval ages, there was a huge trend of holy anorexia amongst women. And this was, you know how in the Da Vinci Code, the men, that one guy, he starts like I've never himself. read the Da Vinci Code, nor have I seen the film. Oh, you have it's to see the It's one of my deepest movie. regrets. I mean, I say regret like I can't just fucking read it now. But we can watch that yeah. this week. But the men were usually, they would whip themselves to get closer to God. But the women, a lot of them would starve themselves. And apparently there was this idea that you wanted to look emaciated, like Jesus dying on the cross. That was kind of the goal to show your commitment and if you were heavier, it was seen that you lo- you had no control over yourself, and so people wanted to be skinny. And I heard that that was a thing that they were also doing d- 
during pregnancy. So like, oh, I want to have a healthy pregnancy. I want to have a healthy boy or something. I'm going to fast and not eat. And it's just like, that didn't pan out too well No, when they did that. And speaking of Middle Ages, this isn't the Middle Ages, but this is like literally the year like 900. Have you ever heard of a man named Sancho the Fat? <laughs> Never. <laughs> so Sancho the Fat was a king in Portugal. And when I say Sancho the Fat, I don't want to fat shame, but the fellow was huge. He weighed like 240, 250 kilos, which is around like 540 pounds. And he was so big that he couldn't ride a horse. He couldn't get on top of the horse. He could barely walk. He couldn't consummate his marriage. Because, no way. I mean, I'm sure his dick was hiding <laughs> underneath all of what he had going on, but he couldn't consummate the marriage. And they're like, okay, enough is enough. Like they. His wife or. Everybody. Everybody. It was a group effort. So they were just like, what are we going to do? Because at this point, he was eating seven meals a day. And each of these seven meals had like 17 different dishes. And he was just knocking them out. I don't know what kind of food they had in Portugal in the 900s, but he was taking it back. And so then they, they take him to basically like a fat camp, like a private kingly fat camp in Cordova to get on basically Kanye's workout plan. Like, we need to get you skinny. But before they could even get him to start fully working out... They sewed his lips shut. <gasps> no. They sewed his lips shut except for a tiny little opening. For with, like a tube? For a, like a tube or a straw where they would like get like water, uh, pureed fruits and herbs and opium. And he would drink that like multiple times a day. That'd be the only food he can eat. And then they would like, everybody would like grab him and pick him up and then force him to walk for like hours upon hours upon hours to lose the weight. And he did lose the weight and his hands and his feet were bound. They were bound when he was like sitting down to make sure he wasn't trying to like eat stuff and do shit. They like literally strapped him down and forced him to drink that nasty shit. Please tell me he got to consummate the marriage after all of that. Yeah. He comes back, skinnier, better. He can ride the horse now. He can go into battle. Things are better for him. Sancho ends up, you know, he dies not too long after. Do you think it was? I'm sure it was health related. Because I'm like, even though if you lost the weight at one point, you were 500 something pounds. Right. In the year 900, this is not, right now we have a thousand pound life. We're like, we're getting shit done. But I'm like, this is in 2024, not 936. Sewing your lips shut is crazy. So the lip show is crazy. And I'm like, the opium. What was the opium? I mean, at for? this point, I would need the if you're if you're doing all of that. Uh, to the me, opium's a downer. Yeah, come it's on. A downer. So I guess, yeah, it can't be that bad. Well, it was that bad. Already, I don't think I have any diet that's gonna compete with that. I mean I'm gonna tell you right now. Sancho was different. Because what I thought was crazy is the rubber underwear. Apparently Vic I literally have that weird. in my notes too. The, the rubber underwear. The women were buying Underwear completely made of rubber. And these are supposed to be like your skims. Like the shape of your girdles. Yeah, rubber girdles. Girdle. And it's supposed to hold everything in. And then obviously because it's rubber, you're going to be sweating more. Do you know the amount of yeast infections that were rampant because of this? And it wasn't just the yeast infections, yeast infection sores. And Ugh. just like we talked about in the trench foot oh, episode. This is the same thing that happened when they had trench foot. Trench cooch. Trench. <laughs> Trench cooch. Trench. I was going to say trench waist, but trench cooch too. Because it's just like, 
if you are constantly in a state, oh, God, I don't want to say that, state of wetness, <laughs> and you're not dry, and you're sucked in this nasty rubber situation, your skin's going to start to break and fall off, and you're going to get infections Oof. and sores. Just like they had the trench foot, they're getting trench cooch and trench body. I wasn't going to say cooch. I was going to say trench body, you sick fuck. I mean, it, <laughs> it was applicable. Everything is cooch with you. I never use the word cooch. Pam won't stop laughing at that one time you said stankonia in the episode of South. Well, because that's Empress what she Josephine. had. Um, yeah. Yeah, the Victorians were weird. I, they weren't as weird as, what's his name, Poncho? Sancho. Sancho. But Lord Byron was another freak who I want us to do an episode on Lord Byron just because he is such a character. I think he's the biggest celebrity you could have in the Victorian era. I'd love to hear He's it. a Casanova, but he was... He was a bit obsessed with his weight. Apparently, he gained some weight when he was in Cambridge, and he never got over it. And so then he went on this thing called a vinegar diet, where he would soak all of his food in vinegar. Oh, my gosh. And he would also have a cup of tea with a raw egg mixed in it. And so the the, sim- the side effects were he would vomit and have the shits all the time because he would also end his day with a huge glass of... What is it? Milk of magnesia? Oh my gosh, milk yeah. of magnesia. That's a laxative. Oh yeah. my goodness. That is crazy. Cause when I think about, I mean, he's basically doing what people do now. Everybody doing all these cleanses. And I remember like back in like the 2010s of like Instagram, like the the slimming tea. Yes, like, he was the, the original teas. slim tea person. And all those slim teas, tummy teas, they literally just made you shit. That's all it made you do. You just had to go to the bathroom. It was a laxative, a diuretic. Like you're not actually losing fat. You're literally just Shitting all the time. Stressing your bowels. And doesn't that eventually make you bloat as well? It bloats even more, yeah, because your intestines are like, please, please, I've had enough. But people really, a lot of young women started following his diet because he also was, like King Henry VIII, a fat shamer. Mm. And they would all follow his lead. Will we ever have an episode where we don't talk about King Probably Henry not. VIII? Probably not. Okay, so Lord Byron. Mm-hmm. I want to tell you about another friend of mine. We <laughs> talk about Sylvester Graham. Okay, who's so, that? So Sylvester Graham, you might hear the name and be like, Sylvester Graham, that sounds familiar. Yeah, he he didn't invent, but he practically invented the Graham cracker. Okay. And Sylvester Graham, he was super, super religious. He was like a Seventh-day Adventist. And he was one of those people who thought the evils that were coming from the world were coming from food. And he, saw, and he said the biggest issues of moral failings were sex and gluttony. And so it's like, if you're eating right, you're not going to be a sex fiend. And you're not going to be a gluttonous fat ass eating all this food. So what you need to do is get on the Graham diet. And Sylvester Graham was like a noted vegetarian. Like he was not eating meat. And mind you, this is like 1800s. Like people are eating meat and bread. And he was just like, all this meat and bread and flour you are consuming is what's making this country so evil and how people are doing all these demonic, dark-sided things. It's because the food. Cut out the meat. Cut out the bread. Cut, cut out, out the, the sweets. Literally cut it stop. all off. And then that's how they had the Graham diet. People were following the Graham diet. And a huge follower of the Graham diet was John Harvey Kellogg, which I'll get to. After he dies, people say that he died because he stopped following his Graham diet because he was saying like, oh, if you follow my Graham diet, you're going to live a long life. And they're just like, see, he was lying. He was eating meat. That's why he died. Has been confirmed, but that's what. And so after he dies, a new supreme in the eating disorder era 
comes, and it's John Harvey Kellogg. And you know the name Kellogg because it's Kellogg's cereal. Right. So John Harvey Kellogg has his brother named Will Kellogg, and they get together because they basically have the same feelings as the Graham guy, Sylvester Graham, that food is making people do sinful, evil acts. But the thing with Mr. Kellogg is that his thing was that he wanted to stop masturbation. <laughs> I can't even say this. Please. <laughs> he wanted, he thought the crux of the moral failings in the world were because people were masturbating so much. And he worked in a sanatorium, which is basically like a, like a psych ward, uh, a mental facility. And I guess a lot of people there were, you know, rubbing one out. Again, but if I'm locked up, what else am I going to do? Do but jerk off, right? <laughs> like, I need to have some type if of If I'm pleasure. locked up in the 1800s, no iPad, no no nothing. I just have books, maybe. Yeah, I'm going to rub one out a couple times a day. I don't know. Like, I don't have anything else to do. And so he was just like, this masturbation is turning you people into demons. And he had, like, this whole thing of, like, all the things he thought happened if you masturbated too much. He said, if you masturbate too much— one of the symptoms is idiocy. You jerk off so much, you're fucking stupid. <laughs> Spinal derangement. If you jerk off oh, too much, being hunched over. Yeah, I mean that that could make sense. That could be something. heart palpitations, which if you know towards the end, I can see how you might get yeah. that. Nervous breakdowns, epilepsy, warts, uterine prolapse, uterine cancer, insanity, sterility. All that from jerking off. And so he's like, you know what we should do to make people stop jerking off? Cornflakes. No way. Dead ass. I swear. Hand to God. That is when cornflakes was invented. How does how does eating cornflakes tie into I'm no longer going to? Because it's like it's not like a, you know, a delicious, flavorful food. You're eating cornflakes and milk. And it's supposed to be like a plain but food. I fucking love cornflakes. Do you have them after you jerk off? Anyway. <laughs> so the point is that you're eating plain, bland food, and the plain, bland food is supposed to stop all these, you know, evil thoughts of masturbation and sex and gluttony to come into your mind. So you have your plain cornflakes, and you have plain granola, which you also created, and that was that. So we're never going to have a Kellogg sponsorship. That's what I've gathered. Well, you yes. put an end to that. Okay, that's really... You came you came with the heavy hitters today. I mean, yeah. I would the rather swallow thing a, was tape a bit worm much. than have to go on that Kellogg fast. Cuz the tapeworms, do you remember they used to also show that in Grey's Anatomy. I feel like every episode Anatomy. Oh my god, it's like I don't even know you. But yeah, in the 50s people would be really into swallowing a tapeworm. Usually they'd take the cysts of a tapeworm which are like the little baby eggs and they just thought, okay, yeah, the tapeworm's supposed to eat all of my food. But then, unfortunately, tapeworms can grow up to 25 feet long in the intestine, which causes a lot of problems naturally. And then they can also cause seizures, meningitis, dementia. But people were just taking them all the time. Would you have done a tapeworm? No. I think having a worm inside me would, would really scare me. This reminds me of like Yolanda Hadid when she oh, said God. she had all those worms in her from the Lyme disease and stuff. That was nutty. And then she, oh my gosh, she'd like do these colonics and these things that look like worms would come out and she would send it to her husband. 
Oh, God. David Foster. That's why they got divorced partially because he just like, this woman is insane. Like she's doing these colonics every day and showing me what's inside really kills the colonics. That really romance. Yeah. And it turns out what was actually coming out was like the lining of her intestine because she was shitting so much. This is a disturbing episode. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, trigger warning. Not even trigger warning. Sort of trigger Just a warning. lot of potty talk. Yeah, this is Because there's coffee enemas as well. There's a man in the room while we record this, <laughs> mind you. And he's just like <laughs> laughing at his computer while we talk about laxatives. Yeah, people loved that. There was an obsession there. I guess it's the thought. Because even the ancient Romans, they would always purge. Yeah. But I don't know that they were doing that. Like that was just to eat more. Right. And I'm like, hey, that's crazy. Like, can you imagine eating food so good? You're like, wait, let me throw up so I can go back and get some more. That's nuts. But I do feel that way on Thanksgiving where it's like I'm waiting to, for the stomach pain to stop so that I can eat more. Because it feels like this is my one, like I'm never going to get this exact combo of food again. Mm-hmm. It's just so interesting with the food because I'm still thinking about that Mr. Kellogg guy. And I'm just like. Um, what is the thought process behind, like, let me make a food so bland, so boring, it doesn't make you want to have sex. It makes you never want to jerk off again because the food's so bland. And I just disagree because I feel like a nice cold bowl of cereal after any type of physical exertion would be nice. Well, the point is you eat the cereal before and then after you had your morning bowl of cornflakes— you're going to be like, ah, that was so wholesome and sterile. I no longer want to masturbate. Got it. Or maybe it's like, God, this was so gross. I didn't want to jerk off. I just want to go to sleep. <laughs> um, what other diets were there? You've got the vision diet. That was popular in the 2000s. What was the vision diet? This is when, you know how most fast food joints use yellow and red? Yes, I was reading like blue. Yeah, blue is, is supposed to gross you out. So it's supposed to ruin your appetite. And so this one company in Japan started marketing these glasses that would make everything blue. And you were supposed to put them on when you were eating and then you would lose your appetite. I wonder what the thought process, what like what is the science behind that? I have my own theory because my theory is when I think mold, of blue. Right? Mold, yeah. Yeah. But I remember watching like something on like ET or something about diets where it was like, Here's a diet idea. Like, make sure you get blue plates because blue is unappetizing. Like, this is just a weird thing. You love the color blue, though. Blue raspberry, all that shit. I love the color blue. Blue is not going to make me want to stop eating. We've also got Herman Toller. He was a doctor, and he said, and I, I think this would be a fun diet. I would probably fall for this shit. It was the 1960s. He says, you can eat as many calories as you want as long as you take this little pill of vegetable oil at the end of the day. And it was literally a small pill, but obviously that was all bullshit. And then he actually got sued and was found guilty of mail fraud and conspiracy because the whole time he was marketing a certain brand of olive oil and getting a cut of the profits. Mm, Always a scammers. Always a scammer. I want to ask, what are some of the diets you've been on? I think probably in high school, because you know in high school there were always a lot of parties right where you're not wearing much at the time well anyway i'm not going to okay she all went my to beans. euphoria high school basically her high school was basically like it wasn't euphoria, euphoria high school it but it was just more sex drugs lies scandals allegedly i don't know i think what i i would just always try to not eat until 
like dinner sometimes, which is crazy. I remember one girl, she would watch how many breaths she took a day. That's insane. Is yeah. it? Yeah. Um, what else? I don't know. What else is there? Oh, I, I do remember the master cleanse diet. The master because the lemonade. Because I remember Beyonce. It came and out that, that Beyonce was be on the thing. diet. Like if you grew up in the 2000s, you know that it was a diet craze. You'd see like, oh, master cleanse. In be- touch. Be- star. Before the red carpet, Beyonce drinks the master cleanse for two weeks where it's like lemonade, maple syrup, and cayenne pepper. Yeah, and I lasted zero days actually. I wasted so much money buying, the, like, the maple syrup, the cayenne pepper. Did not last. It tastes like shit. Yeah, I think I lasted a day, too. I did all kinds of goofy-ass shit. I think a lot of it was just, yeah, not eating. Because in high school, I would eat, like, terribly. For lunch in high school, I would have a slice of pizza, a big-ass Arizona iced tea, a Costco <sighs> muffin, the entire thing, a whole row of sour mambas. Maybe some of those Costco fruit snacks, you know, the little mixed berry ones. Mm. And I'd have some treetop fruit snacks. And that would be my lunch. And I was real thin back then. When I got to college, ooh, shit hit the fan. When I got to so when I grew up, my sister was a vegetarian. So my mom rarely bought meat in the house. And if she bought meat, it would only be like chicken or turkey or something. So when I got to college, I discovered cheeseburgers. And <laughs> literally like the first three months. Of co- freshman year of college, I was eating a cheeseburger like every day because I missed From the meat where? so much. From the dining halls. Oh. From the dining halls or somebody would be like, oh, let's go to McDonald's. I'd be like, go to McDonald's. I would get like. I didn't even know you liked cheeseburgers. I thought you always get hamburgers, which is such a red flag to me. I mean, I love a, I love a hamburger still to this day. But back then it was cheeseburgers. I, I was bulking up for sure. I don't know what for, but I definitely gained the freshman 15 for that. And then I was like, okay, I need to get on a diet. And I remember even, like, the dumb diets I would do before, like, spring break or, like, summertime. Like, me and this one friend, we were such fucking idiots. We ate new months in advance. We were supposed to go to Cabo, and we did not plan for this Cabo trip at all. And, of course, like, the two weeks prior to Cabo, you know what we did? And I'm not advocating anybody do this because it didn't work. But what we did is we, one, had this applesauce diet. I, I did the applesauce diet a lot in college where I would literally just eat applesauce like five times a day, which was terrible because it's filled with sugar and spiking your blood That's sugar. That's basically like having your mouth sewn. You didn't need to open up your <clears throat> basically, mouth. Basically, yeah. Basically that. And then we dump like dumbasses. We heard like, oh, if you smoke cigarettes, it's oh, going to make cigarette you. Oh, the cigarette diet. If you smoke cigarettes, it's going to curb your appetite. Like instead of eating, let's go smoke. But we didn't want to smoke cigarettes because, ew, gross. So what do we do instead? We bought, we spent our last $40 at Walmart buying Nicorette gum. We're chewing nicotine gum (laughs) to get us to not want to eat. And I don't know if you know this, but Nicorette gum tastes like a cigarette. No way. It tastes like a cigarette. Because you know what? Oh, you want that. I guess you would crave the taste. Right. And we lasted two days on that. No more Nicorette. And then after that, we were just like, we just have to go as we are because we don't have a choice. And see, I look at those photos of you in Cabo and you were snatched. I was snatched. It's so unfortunate what the mind will do. That's the thing. It's 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 the mind, the the diet culture and just other people. Cause if you I were going to Cabo like me with a bunch of skinny blonde white girls in a sorority, like everybody looks tiny 
And then me, I was also tiny, but back then I was just like, oh my gosh, I'm Henry VIII. <laughs> <laughs> Not another mention for him. Um, it, it's also, people make so much money off of it. People make so much money off of women's insecurities and wanting to diet. It's like, oh, we have a big event, start dieting. Oh, you have a wedding, yeah. start dieting. And that's what I think is so disappointing. New Year's, start dieting. This whole Ozempic craze, obviously there's, I mean, Big Pharma's making a killing on it. And it's similar to what happened with amphetamines back in the day. Because during World War II, which we will definitely have an episode on, amphetamines were rampant. They were always given to the soldiers so that they can stay up longer. And this was common. But then when the war ended, like a week later, this one pharmaceutical company, Smith, Klein, and French, they immediately submitted a study to make sure that they could have it approved, that they could market it to women so that they would lose weight. Which and is so sad. It was like overnight, we entered into the Valley of the Dolls, and all of these doctors were told to prescribe just like an assortment of pills. It was supposed to be a rainbow so that it would seem personalized, but really you're just getting uppers and downers. And there would even be these little cartoon videos where it would have a wife and they'd say like, who put the Benzedrine in her Ovaltine? Oh my gosh. And can you imagine being a housewife back then taking freaking uppers? Oh my gosh. And it's like, there's something else to do but clean. I'd be fucking vacuuming the fridge if I was amped up on yeah. all that shit. And I, apparently you could just walk in and all you would just have to say what you wanted. And even if you just said like, oh, I have a headache, you would get it. And it wasn't until this woman, I think her name is Susan McBee, she wrote this big expose in life and that kind of exposed what had been going on. And then finally it got put as a Schedule two drug. I'd walk into that doctor like, mm, give me the Judy Garland and give me the Marilyn Monroe. I want the uppers and the downers. Are you, is this your cry for help? <laughs> I mean, back then, but now, I mean, I have ADHD. I was diagnosed with ADHD when I was in college and I was prescribed Adderall very soon after. And Adderall is an amphetamine and I could not take the Adderall. And it was crazy because when I was prescribed it, everybody would swarm around me like a hawk. Like, oh my God, I need the Adderall. I want to get skinny for summer. I want to get skinny for spring break. I was trying to buy my Adderall. I did not sell it because that is illegal. And wrong. But I'm also just like, why do you want to feel that way? I hated the way I felt when I was on Adderall. Like, I can't imagine being a housewife taking that shit. Well, they had the downers to make it better. I did not have the downers. I had to, like, have that horrible come down migraine. And I asked my doctor, like, three months later, like, can you please take me off this Adderall? And people were so mad at me. Like, how could you take away this opportunity? I would love to have Adderall. And I'm just like, you need help. Yeah. You need help because this is not good for you. And if increased Adderall usage, especially if you're not prescribed it, even if you are prescribed it, can lead to psychosis. That makes sense, though. It is an amphetamine because it's like you're not eating. And if you take too much, you're not sleeping either. That's a perfect storm for mental illness. And then you've got Adderall shortages as well, just Adder like there will be with Ozempic. Adderall shortages. There's a Ritalin shortage, too. I'm on Ritalin now. There's a shortage. Back to history. Back to history. Um, another weird diet. This one I think is going to gross you out the most. This is, this is a gross <laughs> out episode. It was called the Prolin diet. And this is the 70s. And there was this doctor. And basically, he had marketed his own Slim Fast. Do you remember that shake? Of course. Um, except the ingredients were much different. He said, all you have to do is eat nothing but drink this Prolin shake. And the ads were super cute. But... 
When you look inside of his his shake, the ingredients consisted of ground up animal horns, um, hides, tendons, bones, and other slaughterhouse byproducts. So basically, like the ch- McDonald's chicken nuggets before they, yeah, <laughs> before they transferred over to white meat only. How does that make you lose weight? Well, it didn't. It well. Actually, it did make people lose weight so much so that some people were dying, actually, because there were no nutrients because of what I just told you were the ingredients. But it was only 400 calories, and so people were only consuming that one shake all day, and at least 58 people suffered heart attacks. That is awful. Yeah. And did people know what was in there? Did they find out after? Or was he like, oh, yeah, here are the ingredients? I I think they found out after. Wow. That's... But I'm sure some people would have bought it regardless. Right. Anything to drink. If you're taking tapeworms. It, right. Yeah. That makes a lot of yeah. A more softer one was the slimming soap. That is one where if you would have marketed that to me, I would have been the first in line. What is the slimming soap? It was the 1930s, apparently. And mind you, the, 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 the brand names are called Fat Off and Fat Oh No. And <laughs> apparently you are going to lose the weight by lathering the fuck up in the shower with this stuff. So and if you, the harder you scrub with the soap, the more the fat's going to come off over time. Naturally, it didn't work. Oh, and this I, is why you have I to be so— I was in middle school. Didn't fucking work. I could have told so them So grateful we have the FTC now to regulate these things. Unfair trade deceptive practices. Not the soap. I mean, I'm sure at a certain point, if you're scrubbing hard enough, you're burning enough calories, you might— Hey, hey. there's a point. But no, yeah, that soap was not working. And then I feel like towards the 60s, 70s, 80s is when we are getting all the diet products. Diet Coca-Cola. Diet Pepsi. Everything's fat-free, carb-free. Yes, fat-free, carb-free. We had Dr. Atkins. What is Dr. Atkins about? The Atkins diet is just basically a low-carb diet. Low-carb, basically keto. I think I tried... To No, I remember, it's like my mom listens to this pot and she's going to get mad at me. But I remember there was a stage where she would eat these low-carb peanut butter Reese's peanut butter cups. But then she'd eat the whole bag. So it's like, <laughs> what's the point? Don't call your mom out. But she's always had a, a rockin' bod, to be clear. Your mom is snatched. That's where you get it from. That's why I'm just like, ah, don't complain. Look at your jeans. But yes, so low-carb. Jenny Craig. Okay, I'm, I'm looking at a list right now. There's the Atkins diet. There is the South Beach diet, which is basically the same thing as Dr. Atkins. Like low carb, healthy fats, yada, yada, yada. Jenny Craig. My mom was on Jenny Craig. And Jenny Craig is actually a real person. She and her husband, Sydney Craig, were like this Australian couple. And they created this diet plan to lose weight. And I remember after my mom had my little brother in 2003, she got on Jenny Craig and she bought like the whole plan. And I remember our freezer was full of all her Jenny Craig meals. And she would get so mad because I would eat her Jenny Craig. Because I'm like, it's good. It's like a little personal lasagna. Of course I'm going to eat this little Jenny Craig stuff. There's this bomb turkey jerky. It was delicious. <laughs> and my mom would get so mad at me because I'm sure that Jenny Craig stuff was expensive. Not cheap at all for like a month's worth of food. And I'm just sitting there eating it. That would have pissed me off. But my mom did lose a lot of weight after she had my brother. So I guess the Jenny Craig diet worked. But the Jenny Craig diet is literally just like frozen food and packaged food just in small portions. I just remember seeing all of the commercials growing up and the big poster boards. The big poster boards, the Kirstie Alley yeah. commercials. Call 1-800-Jenny20. 
Yeah, those are the ones that I think of. And then obviously the Slim Tea. Slim Tea. How are we reading Weight Watchers? Oh, you're right. How could I forget that? Because I've been rewatching Sex in the City, and I remember Miranda gets, she goes on Weight Watchers. And I'm like, Miranda, you had no business getting on Weight Watchers. But is that food, or is that just your counting points? Okay, Weight Watchers is counting points, but now with Weight Watchers, they have, like, their own food, like Jenny Craig, where you can, like, go to the, a grocery store and get, like, the frozen food that's worth whatever points. Which I think, that is, like, so... Disordered, like why? Like you can only have a certain number of points a day. Oh yeah, this is this many points. Oh, you're going over your points, and the Weight Watchers meetings and all that. I don't know. Something about Weight Watchers feels culty. Well, also, don't they love to like they all work out together, right? Yeah. It's, so it's, they're they're in this together. Remember Nutrisystem? No. Instead of Kirstie Alley with Jenny Craig, Nutrisystem was Valerie Bertinelli and then Marie Osmond, like. I lost this much weight on Nutrisystem. Or it's like they send you frozen food. So it's always frozen food. Always frozen food in the mail that's going to help you lose all this weight. Nutrisystem was a big thing. Okay. It's like you're, were we ever up at like 3 o'clock in the morning and you wake up and there's an infomercial and it's like— See, these seem like a big improvement from the ProLin shake. I mean, yeah, because it's real food. Yeah. It's so gross. we're making tiny steps in the right direction. Then you have the lean cuisines. Oh, I do remember Aline Cuisine. I loved Aline Cuisine. Special K. Then it got Special to like- K, I just love that cereal, though. Those little dried strawberries. strawberries. Oh, my God. Yeah, it got like specialty, like Special K cereal. Oh, and then remember when Yo Play went to the dark side? Yo Play. Yo Play. Oh, with the red caps. They had the moose with the purple caps. They had the blue caps. I don't care what you tell me, but those, the key lime pie- was my favorite. I could fuck up so many of those. My favorite yo play was the peaches and cream. Okay. The peaches and cream one was bomb. And I like the chocolate mousse one. And remember those 100 calorie packs? I miss 100 calorie packs. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I won't lie. I miss so, them. So out of the diets that we've discussed so far. We missed a, one important one. Hmm. We're on one more. What? The Subway Diet. Oh. The Subway Diet popularized by Jared Fogel. So a foot long in pedophilia is where we're going. Well, damn, bitch, I wasn't going to jump into there right there, but I, yeah. So in April 1999, Jared Fogel, he's in Indiana. He's going to school in Indiana, and he's he's a big fella, okay? He's around what? How, how many pounds? He lost 245 pounds on the Subway diet. So I think he was close to 400 pounds. So he's going to his local Subway every day, and he's having a turkey sub. For lunch and a veggie sub for dinner and he's eating that for like months and months and months and he ends up dropping the weight and because this is the 2000s and this was just happened to be newsworthy it becomes a whole thing he becomes a spokesman for subway and we'd always see those commercials with jared next to those big ass jeans yeah. like look how much weight i lost by eating subway subway so healthy for me but it's like it wasn't that subway was healthy it's like you were eating 10,000 calories a day before and now you're just eating two foot longs. Like, of course you're going to lose weight. It wasn't just the subway. And so, yeah, he lost the weight and he was a subway spokesperson for 15 years until the the, the pedophilia thing came out. He had, he had child porn, unfortunately. Yeah. Now Is he's it, in jail. It, it, he's prison. in prison. Yeah, where he should be. Where he should be. Um, what if he's keeping up the weight in there? Can you imagine if he gained it all back? Oh, I'd be pissed. Okay, but out of the diets, your, your fuck, Mary kill is going to be based off of the diets. Oh. Rubber underwear 
aka trench cooch, or oh, I want to slap you, <laughs> or the prolin diet, which is the, crushed up bones. Yeah, animal horns, tendons, all that stuff, or a tapeworm. Are you kidding me? I couldn't make it easy. I'm going to have to kill the tapeworm because I don't feel comfortable with the tapeworm going into <laughs> my body. Because can you feel it? That would horrify me. Literally, there's a parasite in you. Fuck no. And I'm going to... I don't want the trench cooch, but... <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be so gross. And it's like, is it in this modern era? Or do I have to be doing it back when it was popping? You had to do it back when it was popping. Okay, because so I was... you have the same type of access to the laboratory that those women would in the Victorian ages. I'm gonna have to. I don't want to say. I'm gonna say I'm gonna fuck the rubber garments because I'm not gonna say fuck trench cooch because I don't want to do that. And I think I'm gonna have to marry this this nasty bone shake. And if I die of a heart attack, I die of okay, a heart so attack. Okay, so just. Just to be clear, so you're marrying the horn shake. Mm -hmm. You're going to have trench cooch just for one interval and then killing the tapeworm. Absolutely killing the tapeworm. I think I'm going to do the same thing. Okay. Now, who are you inviting to your dinner party? We have Lord Byron, John Harvey Kellogg. We have Sylvester Graham, Sancho the Fat. Oh, I'm Sancho's 100% coming. Sancho... Jared is not coming, June. I am not bringing a pedophile to my dinner table. I will bring Poncho. Why do I keep wanting to call him Poncho? Sancho. Sancho can come. We're going to have a good time. Uh, I also really don't want to bring Kellogg because he just, everything I believe in, he thinks is sinful. Masturbation. (laughs) And... Oh, if he found out about all the modern sex toys, he would he have would, a heart attack at dinner. He would faint. I Yeah, no, I'm not dying to have it. Oh, you know who I will bring? I didn't really talk about her. I'm going to invite St. Catherine of Siena. Because remember when I was telling you earlier about the holy anorexia phase? Mm-hmm. She was this woman, and she had seen her sister. Well, first of all, let's start. Age six, she says she sees Jesus above a church. She has a vision. So from the jump, she thinks that she is really close to God and that she's kind of a chosen one in a way. Mm -hmm. And then she sees her sister. Her sister has an abusive husband. And one time her sister stops eating because she tells her husband, I'm not going to eat until you treat me better. And so it's effective, but then her sister dies, not from not eating, to be clear, but something else. And her parents say that you have to marry him. So then she stops eating. And she also says that she has this vision where Jesus gives her a ring on her finger and she's betrothed to him. She goes to the convent. She's doing her thing. She's helping a lot of people. But she refuses to eat anything but the the holy wafers that you talked about the other day, the Eucharist. She says it's the only thing she can consume. And so she was married to Christ, and now she wants to eat him. Yeah, I guess that is a bit weird, intimate. <laughs> but that's you can eat your man. That's but not all like she that. would eat, and apparently, a lot of the priests were getting upset with her because they didn't condone this behavior. But she was adamant about You're eating it. Too much Jesus, <laughs> and um, 
she got really sick and ended up dying because she wasn't eating. And they say that as she was on her deathbed, a wafer floats over to her. And that was one of the miracles that happened. I just want to know what's real and what's fake. That's what I want to. I want to have her there. And I want to ask her some questions. I definitely want to have John Harvey Kellogg. Well, no, wait. I forgot one important part. John Harvey Kellogg was a eugenicist, so maybe not have him there. But I wouldn't like to have, but I would like to have Sylvester Graham because I would say, first of all, I love what you did with the Graham crackers. I love a Graham cracker so much. The Graham crackers don't make me not want to have sex, but I do like the Graham crackers. And I think he'd be amazed to, to see what a s'more is. I think he'd be disgusted because he didn't like those things. But I'd say, hey, you made the graham cracker for this purpose. And now people, they have these big displays at Target every summer with the graham crackers, the s'mores, and the Hershey's bar. You're in good company, Mr. Graham. What about Lord Byron? Are you going to invite him? I would invite him because I was like, I love messy people like him. And I, yeah. love, I love a tastemaker. He could probably seduce you as well, write you a poem. Am I black in this scenario still? Like, <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to, I mean, we have to have a little bit of leeway if we're going to have any of these people at the table. I mean, yeah, table. we have to suspend belief. So yeah, in this scenario, racism does not exist. Yeah. Which in that case, then I should invite the eugenicist. No, I won't. Right. That's taking it a bit taking too far. Taking it a bit too far. Okay. But this is a dinner table talk. And I forgot one more thing. The Wow Chips. Have you heard of Lay's Wow Chips? I've heard of the brand Lay's. I haven't of heard of Wow. So in 1998, they created these Wow Chips. They were supposed to be these fat-free potato chips for like a healthy alternative to chips. Like, you know, there's Diet Coke and Slim Fast and all these diet drinks. And they're like, okay, let's make a healthy chip. And the one ingredient that they were putting in these chips was Olestra. What does that do? Olestra, it turns out, was a crazy, crazy laxative. So people, everybody, come, it always comes back to shit. It always comes back to the shit. People were eating, like, obviously, like, a whole bag of chips thinking, oh, it's so low-calorie, I'm so skinny, and they would have, like, the worst shits of their life, fecal incontinence, they couldn't even hold it in. I'm so sorry, Mom, <laughs> so gross. Basically, like, what you did to your brother with <laughs> Oh, my God, I've told the story. Okay, crazy story as we wrap this up, but my little brother... Has always been so greedy. Everybody knows that greedy brother where it's like he's got a binge eating he's disorder. Like where you put, if you have leftovers from a restaurant, you leave it in the fridge. If my brother finds it, it's gone in five minutes. And he would do that to everybody. And I remember one time my mom called me so upset because she and my stepdad had their anniversary. They went to dinner. They had leftovers. They bought a cake. And the next day it was gone because my brother ate their entire meal, basically. My mom was like, I don't know what to do. Like, he's so inconsiderate. And I was like, I have a plan. And I always heard of, like, that internet urban legend that, like, if you eat um, sugar-free gummy bears, like, it acts as a laxative. And so I'm like, let me buy them. So I bought them on Amazon, and I bought, like, a five-pound bag, and I addressed it to my brother. And my mom, like, left it on the counter. So my brother opened it thinking, oh, my God, like— Fudge was me, all these gummy bears. And he was hyped. And he obviously starts eating all these gummy bears. And my mom and my stepdad are laughing at him because they know what's going to happen. And he doesn't. And he texts me. This was like a <laughs> sophomore year of college. And I, I, I still have the text messages. He was just like, Fatu, I'm going to kill you. I can't stop pooping. And he, and it was funny because he sent me like eight text messages because he couldn't spell diarrhea right. And he, was, he was trying to 
fine, spell it. And he was so mad. And honestly, since then. I mean, you did poison him. I didn't poison him. Technically, you poisoned him. Luckily, the statute of limitations has lapsed. And luckily, but, he didn't die or suffer from any health right. complications. He just learned the consequences of his actions. He didn't eat the whole bag. He ate enough to learn a lesson. It's the fact that your mom and stepdad allowed it to happen. Because they knew, like, he, okay, he's going to eat it. That he needed to be punished. He, yeah. Yeah. Because the way my mom said he ripped that bag open and immediately started eating it, I'm like, fucking Augustus Loop. <laughs> like, have some shame. Oh, God. See, I can relate to that because that was me as a kid as well. You were Augustus Loop. I was Gloop. very greedy. I was very greedy, too. <laughs> like, like, I remember I used to break into the kitchen at my school in grade school and steal all the ice cream. I would always be trying to offer myself up to do anything to like, oh, I can send this back to the office. I can take this to Lost and Found. And I would sneak into the fridge, get chocolate milk, until one time I actually got locked in there because I didn't prop it open right. And oh my I, God. that was a scary moment. But then eventually people did find out that I was sneaking around in the kitchen and I got in trouble. I was greedy as a kid, not as bad as my brother, but like when me and my sister, my, when my mom would take us to like McDonald's or like whatever fast food restaurant or something, I would eat my meal so fast. I'd be tearing that Happy Meal up in seconds. And then I would start to ask my sister for hers. And then my mom, my sister would get mad saying like, no, like she can't have mine. My mom would just be like, give it to her, give it to her. And my sister would start crying and she'd be like, you just need to eat faster. And now my sister eats really fast. Damn. And she's a vegan now, so I don't want her food anyway, girl. You can keep that. I hear some of these vegan options are great, though. I've heard they are. I would never be a vegan. I no. can't do it. I love cheeseburgers too much. It's just so curious how, how the trends change. Because I feel like— We just left BBL era, we just and now we're B back in heroin chic. But I feel like the new thing is, like, instead of just outright saying, like, oh— you lose this to help you lose weight, to lose weight, lose weight. Nobody wants to say lose weight anymore. They want to say de-bloat, gut health. Oh, you're so gut right. Gut health is the new trend. Because nobody wants to say, oh, I'm getting fat, I need to lose weight. It's like, oh, let me fix my gut health. Let yeah. me drink this bone broth. Let me have a bunch of water with apple cider vinegar and when for it my comes gut health. To Ozempic, I feel as though it's the same as ass shots, where people will own up to getting their tits done or something, but they'll always deny any type of an ass lift, ass shots, ass implants. Same thing with Ozempic. Oprah caught to it. Well, Oprah's a rare one. And Oprah, we got we could have a whole history about all of Oprah's diets. Oh God, her bringing that huge lard of fat on the a show. Huge lard of fat. Oprah, Janet Jackson, Jessica Simpson have been lauded in the media for their weight gain and weight loss, and I just feel so bad for them. People are so mean to Jessica Simpson about her weight when she gets pregnant. Will diet culture ever end? No. It's probably going to transform into something else. All we can say is, you know, be mindful, you know, eat to nourish yourself. Because I think we're just mental. Like, as humans, we're just a little weird. Because the fact that in, like, the late 18th century, when you have everybody dying from TB, that became a part of the aesthetic, the desired look. Is It was deemed romantic to have tuberculosis. So women wanted to be really waif thin and have that insane. flushed look and really hollow eyes and like a veiny appearance. What's wrong? But I mean, body image stuff, it's crazy. It's hard living in LA when it comes to body issues because it's like everybody here, nice and trim, surgeries, now Ozempic. It's 
crazy times. Crazy times. But still we rise. (laughs) And still we rise. And again, I'm sorry if this episode was triggering either by the disordered eating or the disgusting bathroom talk, but... That's that's the truth about diets, man. A lot of diets truly are just laxatives. It's just a laxative at the end of the day. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. You're beautiful in the skin you're in. You do not need to take a laxative. Listen to TLC's Unpretty. Yeah. And Beautiful by Christina Aguilera. That's your homework for today. <laughs> and read more up about Sancho the Fat. Yeah, props to him. And make sure you leave us a five-star review. If you don't leave a five-star review for this one, I'll understand. But all the other ones. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.